Play something. Some somebody play something. Wait a minute. What? You put your right foot forward and your left foot back and slide around like on a Nordic track. Move to the left, step to the right, wiggle your elbows and look up into the light. Fair Benjamin enough. Rose. All right. Is that better now? Oh, so good. So good. That was that I have no impression of, of any Ninja Turtle. So well, well, it was more of like, I'm like, all right, I know what he's doing, but who is he doing? Who were you wearing? A combination of like Donatello and Michelangelo combined from the original cartoon. Uh, so if they were a human turtle centipede. And I don't even know how I have like very bad like tone deafness to even tell if that was. And at all good. If I listen back, I'll be able to tell if it was good at all. But it didn't sound like a turtle at all. At all. It, it was almost like you took a Rick and Morty sound oh. and, and threw it in. You know. Oh, Rick! You almost oh, had the oh, cowabunga! Oh, he's trying. <laughs> cowabunga! <laughs> Can do. Well, <laughs> we are the media masterminds, and we're back for another week here. And this is a. Uh, a big week. We're building on the Loki uh, show and building towards Black Widow finally being released in theaters and theatrically. And we got some good shows coming up here. We got our regular show today with the news, uh, my pick, what we're watching, some spoiler discussion for Loki and Rick and Morty. I'm assuming we haven't discussed that beforehand. And then next show, which will be the week leading to Black Widow, which would also feature uh, Loki episode five, right? Well, four is coming up, and then that would be five. Uh, we will be discussing one that we've been hyping up for quite some time. It's going to be our simply the best of the MCU asterisk without the Avenger movies, because I feel it'd like be short, it'd be a short show. Short show. Short show. <laughs> If you will. <laughs> it would be a very short show and uh short probably shoe. Have to, shoe she's he's got shoe it would be uh mostly avengers in our top five so i figured let's move that out because it's not really fair to put those huge compilations even though some of these sequels have it uh and that'll be our next show following uh this one so this will that'll be uh what would that be july 5th that will be uh Right after the 4th of July, right after your hangover, give us a listen. We'll go through our favorites MCU. And I know we'll we'll discuss in that show, but those can probably change for both of us. And they'll end up not being, you know, like next month, we're like, ah, I wish this one was higher or lower. So I don't know how concrete any of that list is, actually. I don't know how you feel also. I think think it's, we have a lot of love for just about all the movies. You know, there's very, very few that, you know, we could probably do without. So it's it's worthwhile to just have an open discussion about them and see which ones we both really love, you know. 
I know that there's certain ones that will be for the most part obvious for both of us, but you know, I think there's there's some hidden hidden love in there somewhere. It'll make, it'll make for some good discussion. That's what it's going to all be. MCU love discussion and a sprinkling of our list really is all it's going to come down to. So let's get right into it. I think this is the first outline that I did the complete outline for and uh, all the news and everything I was oh, sorry. doing here. So, so it's going to be steering towards me besides our, our trailer segment. But do you, why don't you start with the first one? I know you're excited with the first bit of news here. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, oh, ooh yeah. So we've talked, we've talked about it plenty of times. This special actor has been mentioned on many episodes. Mr. Michael Keaton, finally on set. We have seen pictures of him uh, pretty much in, you know, an outdoor scene with the Flash in a nice suit with the Bruce Wayne haircut. The Bruce Wayne haircut. I like how people are calling it that. Looking slick. Looking like he. Dapper. Slick. He's, He's slick like an oil salesman. And, you know, I don't know what to make of that movie because we've talked about that movie also in the past about how the the turmoil that it's been in and all the directors that have come and gone. And, you know, he's is he like the saving grace of the movie? Can the movie still be horrible with him in it? (laughs) You know, that scares me. But, you know, we got a couple of shots and it's, it's exciting to see that he's there to what capacity. We don't know. You know, is he going to don the suit? don't know you know we obviously saw that one picture yes he's going to wear the suit that's my opinion yeah Uh, yeah i I would hope so especially if they teased you know the uh the the jelly donut stained uh cowl so that i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it um you can't ruin the dcu much more than it is already it's kind of of run to the ground um just because we're going to be going off on a lot of other stuff, something that's not in the news. We didn't speak about it since it was revealed probably a week ago as of this recording, but uh, with DC, the Shazam, the director of the Shazam movie, the sequel, he had leaked out his own pictures of the new costumes. I wanted to bring that up to you because I remember when we first saw the first costume, we were like, ah, this looks, you know, it looks very like cosplay. It was very like, you know, puffy and everything. I liked the movie once it came out and everything, but I wanted to see what you thought. Like we've seen the the Shazam family now. Um, I assume you saw the picture. You know, he said, oh, "I I might as well leak it before someone else does." Yeah, and it's just you I know. Saw the what do you think? Do you feel like the the costumes have matured a little bit? Uh, I'm fine to it. I'm indifferent to it. A lot of people like that movie a lot. I thought it was fine. I'm not. It, it's uh, it takes place during Christmas, so you can almost make it a Christmas movie. Right. And I don't know, some people had a liking to it more than I did. I didn't dislike it like at all, but I, I, I don't know. I just didn't fall in love with it. Like I seem like some people have. And I mean, it's a it's a it's a lighthearted uh, falls more in line with like an older uh, like Christopher Reeve kind of vibe to the hero itself. And I mean, it's got almost power, like that. Big, I don't need a Power big... Ranger power ranger team up of characters to be all shazams right i mean that was probably my least favorite part of the movie is you know like should have just give him time to develop and grow as a character now you bring in the whole family i know that they exist in the comics but like you said is it was it necessary 
Um, it yeah, was, I mean, I, the, movie, the whole movie was around family, and yeah, that's, that's which really is important. The, the point, this, yeah, I mean, that's the point of the character too, in theory. But again, you know, just bringing up this is a lot more characters you have to develop now because now you're yeah. putting them in the second movie too. So whatever, that's, it's fine. This was more like I brought this up more because of how I feel how drastically different his suit is. Obviously, they're all yeah. part of that. But you know he's not. He's a little more on the lean side. If it it's, it feels more appropriate for like that kind of character you, at this point. Do you think that this is more in line because they know what the the Rock's going to be doing in Black Adam that they want the costumes to be somewhat similar and maybe that's why they're starting to evolve the costume. I think that would make sense. I think the tone will probably be a little more serious. I'm not saying that the movie was goofy, but you yeah. know it's it's it has the kids as at the focal it was point. A kiddie, so, yeah. more kiddie, lighthearted. Yeah. Like I said, it reminds me of Big. It's Big let's, Superhero. Yes. You know, so. Let's yeah, spiral even more. Let's spiral even more then while we're at it. And I saw a funny meme before. That's like DC can't get right that Superman is in the, spoiler alert for Shazam. Superman is but isn't in the end of the first Shazam movie. You, you get cut off by his neck as he showed up on screen. But with, Marvel, with his costume that right. from the series. But Marvel has Abomination show back up in the Shang-Chi trailer, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, what, 12 years, 13 years after he last appeared in a Marvel movie? And he looks ex- oh, like more comic accurate now? It's like DC really can't get anything right. They can't get their biggest, arguably, their biggest superhero to do a cameo appearance in the Shazam movie, but they'll bring back, Marvel will bring back a character unused for 12 years and the internet will go nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, we've always said Marvel has the magic touch when it comes to the MCU. And we've always said there's always they're always planting the seeds. We'll discuss all that stuff later with, with that trailer. But realistically, the, the whole thing with the DC side, too, is even if they could have caught um, Henry Cavill to show his face, I don't think it would have made much of a difference for the movie. No, it's just you know? so weird the way it was even like don't even have the scene in there then if that's well the that's what I'm been. saying. Well I'm saying like either way, I feel like it still wouldn't have had the impact that Abomination had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know. You know, it just shows how much of a cluster it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know, too many too many uh, cooks in the kitchen and they just nobody can make the right decisions. They don't have a Kevin Feige, so it is what it right. is. Right. They they desperately need and they still haven't found one. Mon Jim Lee uh, be waiting for Jim- Giving him time. Give Jim Lee some time because he's got to correct everything. I like Jim Lee as an artist, as a comic artist and, you know, creative guy. So I give him time after the mess that it, he fell into a mess. He got to give him some time to get right the shit. No, I uh, with the Keaton, the Keaton stuff, I'm excited for the car that he drives looks cool. looks like it's out of the Burton era. Uh, like you said, this movie is really like is it really just cursed or, or what? But look, it looks like it's getting made. Allegedly, those pictures released, whether you want to look at them or not, uh, are from a, what people are assuming is the end of the movie. Uh, people are torn whether now, like, I see a lot more flip-flopping as to his role in the movie, whereas before everyone was like, he's going to be the MCU Batman, and now kind of everyone seems like they've backed off that and these pictures now are, are splitting the audience. Like, well, maybe he is hanging around and he is being the MCU Batman. And I guess the other theory was he's going to die during the movie. And if this is the end of the movie, then he didn't die. 
and yeah. Affleck's going to hang around still. Well, why not keep both of them around then at this point if you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Keep them both around. The, the only saving grace Especially if that the movie, movie is a multiverse, so I mean, it's right. justified. You don't need to kill everybody, yeah. Right. Uh, my saving grace for this is so far those pictures look good and the director directed it. That Those are my only saving graces for this. And he directed it part one and part two. Part one is great. Part two is not. So take that he's, in, salt. he's on scale for every other movie being good. But he seems like either he knows the comic well or Jim Lee's influence is showing. And they're, they're doing a good buildup for a movie that has had has it has had its trouble along the way or right. releasing these images not the keaton image but rather the bat suit image with jelly like you mentioned before and i i think he's going to shoot a ton of stuff i wouldn't be surprised if there's an extended cut of this movie down the road even though the movie's not out yet but just based on it and the amount of stuff he shot for it i could see this being a long movie or featuring some form of extended cut and we're seeing supergirl is in these images, which is a different Supergirl, not the the uh, CW verse. Allegedly, the CW ver- version of Flash will have a cameo in this. Allegedly, that that rumors come out. I think there'll probably be more than that. Also, there'll be other people. Because they, cool they, they they did that on the show, so yeah, they had they had. It would right, be cool for Brandon show. Routh to show up. Honestly, I still think he gets a raw deal as Superman. It was cool that he uh, was. <laughs> he was uh, in the, the Kingdom Come version on the Flash which I, TV lo- show. Which I loved. I loved watching that. That that was one of the last episodes of any of those CW shows that I watched, and that was really cool seeing him wear the uh, Alex Ross Kingdom Come costume. And like I said, on a previous DC show that we've done, I didn't care. Superman Returns doesn't live up to the hype for me. I'm not a huge Superman fan in the first place, but he does, he does a good job portraying uh, a, a Superman more in line to Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Agreed. And that's what I think a lot of people were looking for. And he's, I think he's a pretty good underrated actor. So if you can't get Cavill or you just want to give the fans the wink and the nod, have him show up in a scene as a cameo or something. If he's going through all these different multiverses. Right. Uh, I would get off on that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I'm a sucker for Superman returns. So, and again, yeah, that kingdom come costume, like he played that role well too. You know, because you felt like it was the same Superman. He just became seasoned. You know, like you can you can hope for that, you know, in your own head. But those shows are short-lived, you know, for me. Like I stopped watching them right after that, too. All right, let's move on. I'm going to just flip these real quick. Because the, the next one's really, uh, really nothing much to talk about. Uh, not what's on the list now. We're flipping them. So I'm going to do the Tower of Terror movie, allegedly, is go- coming out. It will not coming out. It's going to get made. Uh, this is all speculation. Disney hasn't come out and confirmed anything yet as of recording. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to produce it and most assume star in it. Now, as a Tower of Terror ride goer, which both you and I are, uh, have you seen the Tower of Terror movie with Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst? I have not. Well, you're missing out on some quality filmmaking. Okay. No, you're not. I've never seen the movie, and I heard it's terrible. Uh, That's why I said okay. I, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to what this potentially could be because Disney's on a pretty good streak with stuff. I mean, uh, we'll see how Jungle Cruise does, but The Rock's in it, 
and um, I'm assuming it'll probably do pretty well for them, even if the movie's bad. Right. This could this could be good. I wonder where it's gonna fall if they put the Twilight Zone name attached to it. I don't think they're going to because then they have to pay royalties for it. The right. movie that came out shortly after the ride did not have the Twilight Zone name attached, but a similar story to the ride itself. So for those of you that you know don't know the ride itself, the ride is a is a is a drop, you know. Right, I guess you would call it right. It's just a you know you're 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 in an elevator shaft and you're getting yeah high, high elevation and then drop yeah. But the story is of the uh, of this Hollywood hotel, Hollywood Tower Hotel, and uh, people go up in the elevator. The elevator gets zapped, and then essentially the place becomes like haunted. Yep, and they drop to their doom essentially. And they right, and then you're there. And you get the Rod, Rod Sterling, you know, intro, all the Twilight Zone stuff with the props and everything. And now this ride is changed in California to Guardians of the Galaxy. But obviously Disney feels strong enough that they're going to produce a movie around this. It's, it's one of my favorite rides in any of the Disney parks. Uh, you and I have been on it together. What are your thoughts on them uh, turning out a movie for it? It's It's tough for me because I don't have the knowledge that you do. Like, as far as, you know, the lore and stuff like that, like, I knew that it was based off the Twilight Zone, stuff like that. Disney can pretty much do that with just about anything. So they clearly do it, you know, Jungle Cruise and, you know, they (laughs) waiting for the Everest movie, you know, like they'll and what's what's that ride in, uh, in Animal Kingdom that I spent years with you trying to figure out the name of it. And then I finally found it. It's like the one in the dinosaur area. It's like the dinosaur jeep ride. See, dinosaur. Dinosaur, dinosaur? Is, is it called dinosaur? <laughs> is it really called dinosaur? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on a roll. That's why go. I was so confused. I'm like, you mean di- dinosaur? Well, because there was like a time when when the wife and I went, we could not find the ride, and yes, like it was. It was di- I remember the story. It's like tucked away, yeah. but it. I mean. Yeah, it's still not too, I don't think it's too difficult to find, but it is well, called we, dinosaur. We clearly didn't in find the dinosaur it. area. Are you gonna have dinosaurs in your dinosaur park? In my DNA. <laughs> so yeah, maybe they'll make a dinosaur movie that's based off that ride, even though they've done it technically. It's called that, Jurassic that, Park. Based off, no, that's based <laughs> off of a movie. Those characters in that in that ride already. This is why you can't do a Disney podcast. Oh yikes! I never there's said a, I would. <laughs> there's a get. Hold hey. on. There's a movie called Dinosaur by Disney, and that's why they named the ride Dinosaur. <laughs> Is it based off that movie? Yes. I didn't know that. It's not based off the movie because they don't go through a time rover and back in time, but the okay. the at the uh the style of the characters and the main character you're trying to bring back is the main character in the movie. Ah, uh-huh. all right. So then we just wasted five minutes. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure someone will get a laugh out of it. They'll enjoy it. Uh, this fucking guy doesn't know Disney. Get out of here. <laughs> well, one well, other thing is the, with him. <laughs> the Tower of Terror is not a Twilight Zone story. They they created that for the park. So they licensed Twilight Zone because it was MGM Studios. They created it as a as a park. park. Right. They licensed out Twilight Zone, so it made sense to make their own story with it. Makes sense. Okay. Good to know. See. The man with the man with all of the lore. Thank you, Mr. Legend Pop. I will shut up now. Let's move on to bigger and better things. Another short thing that we'll discuss that there's not much to talk about, right? Right. 
So we have another Transformers movie coming out. You know, for those, that are, for those that are not familiar, Paul is an avid Transformers fan. He's probably, arguably, the biggest Transformers fan I know. I know a couple of people that. that. I don't know. I'll take that. He's not going to listen anyway. I'll take it. Yeah, I still think I still think I'm a bigger fan than he is. I'll, I will I will take that battle. But fair enough. So we we're getting another live action movie, right? And we finally have a name. It apparently it had a name before because when I mentioned it to you, you, said it's not this, and I'm like, all right. So we're getting. So Rise it was of the rumored Beast, to be right. It was rumored to be called Beast Alliance. I guess that was the tentative title. Which okay. I kind of like better than I kind of like better than Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beast sounds like a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> it may like be Chess a game. <laughs> and it probably will be a game. <laughs> so yes. obviously, with you know, the one thing we don't talk about on the show, which technically falls under TV, is you know the Transformers cartoon on Netflix that you know they have the uh, the next step of the trilogy, Kingdom coming out. Oh. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll we will discuss that when that airs yeah. the next trilogy. You know, in the beginning of July, it's going to air the Kingdom Transformers Kingdom on Netflix. You know, I'm sure we'll be talking about it since we've done the show. There hasn't been any. The, yeah, those uh, were out already. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're from what we see from this by the name and obvious, you know, the the hints we're going to be getting the uh, you know the Beast War aspect. Uh, part of the universe in live action because I guess the press release mentioned Maximals and Predacons and Terracons. Yeah. So what do you think? So they're gonna slap they're gonna slap those logos on boxes and then make more toys selling it. Selling it. I don't have any more more toys to make I don't have any more a lot more uh, reissues and other things I'm sure and repaints probably repaints because how many different times can you make a dinosaur a different way and dinosaur I'm, you know what i i am totally fine with it because i will say the same thing i said when the first movie came out same thing i said when the second the third the fourth the fifth the sixth then bumblebee came out i as a child never thought i would see transformers in the real world outside of a cartoon, outside of the terrible CGI from Beast Wars. So to me, I don't care. I don't care. How bad it is. Dumb robots. Last night was horrible. The last night. And it, it's really bad. And it's very much unwatchable. I, I hardly go back to it because I have other ones to choose from. Right. But that's not to say that I still won't go check this out, regardless of how it looks, because I did go see last night in the movie theaters. And, and I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I walked out or I fell asleep. <laughs> it was bad. And it is not good. I think they're taking the right step in the right direction, moving on from Michael Bay. Bumblebee has shown that they went in the right step with Travis Knight. And uh, he's not doing this movie, but I'm okay along as Michael Bay is kind of away somewhere yeah, else. Doing something else. And I'll give him credit. The first Transformer movie is still great. I think Dark of the Moon is great. And those are Michael Bay movies. So this, I think they may be, uh, again, we don't know. This is just a press release or, or a, a virtual fest that they did. Mm. I think they may be trying to shoehorn too much stuff into it by putting all these different factions. And you're going to have to learn about them in this movie. I think the uh, hope is because Hasbro is, is really on the connective tissue thing right now. 
with trying to keep everything in one universe, if you will. I'm not saying they're going to potentially connect a TV show, but I think it's more of like strike the iron while it's hot. You're hyping up the kingdom TV show. You have all of these beast wars toys um, released. Now you have the anniversary reissues coming out in a couple of months. You might as well, like you said, it's potentially it's a cash grab. You know what I mean? So I think it makes sense from a business aspect, but I agree with you 100% that it might be just too much. It's going to confuse people because not everybody's going to watch the Netflix show. You know, those Transformers movies were gateways. I don't think it's going to be connected at all to the the Netflix show. I think the Netflix show is completely separate. I think it still will be a loose direct sequel to Bumblebee because it's taking place in the 90s and Bumblebee took place in the 80s. And we didn't get outside of the Cybertron opening of Bumblebee, which was awesome. One of my favorite things of any of these live action movies, which is all CGI anyway. Uh, We didn't get many Autobots on Earth. We got some Decepticons, but we got Optimus and we had Bumblebee. You could really carry those characters over and make this almost a direct sequel to that. But I know they've made it clear from what I've read, and I don't know how confirmed this is, that Optimus is the main Autobot again. Peter Cullen is going to be back to be Optimus. Thank you. And that's all I need. I don't really... Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, could, it, uh, it could stink to high Optimus has always been my favorite uh, Autobot. Starscream has always been my favorite Decepticon. None of the nothing in any of these movies has done has will ever change that and has right. changed that. And more Peter Cullen as Optimus is one of the most iconic voices of any character. Anything I put him up there with Conroy as Batman, Hamill as Joker, and Cullen, you know, and Frank Welker as Megatron. Those are those are like my my Mount Rushmore voice actors. So it comes out next year. And they're just starting to shoot it now. So uh, I'm eager to see. I'm sure more stuff will leak. We saw an Optimus Prime potential uh, cabin for the truck. And we've seen a Bumblebee, what looks like a, like a Charger vehicle. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more leaked out from there. Yeah, cool. Looking forward to seeing more and hoping they go G1, you know, like we spoke about. Yeah. And that would be I really think so. great. Makes and the most I sense. Wouldn't... I'm going to make the bold prediction that they're going to tie into G.I. Joe somehow in this movie. It's the time for them to do it, I, I'd say. You know, they, they've talked about it for how many years now that they were going to start having these connected universes. And Transformers is, is their biggest moneymaker, Hasbro, for live action movies. And we're going to see what Snake Eyes does, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but why not? You have the most eyes on this product. It makes the most money. Why not try to get people in on G.I. Joe by enticing them into the trans from the transformer movie to to go into gi joe you know right i felt like i i felt like they were trying to do that with bumblebee i mean at least people were thinking that the speculation with john cena's character like was he gonna be like a gi joe based not necessarily i don't think he's a character that would that exists in gi joe but you know the whole military aspect of thing i felt like people were trying to hope that they were segueing you know that way i think they were too they were too tied into the Bayverse still and they didn't want to they still wanted to keep it while not keeping it you know they, they mentioned like what Sector 7 and that stuff with, with John Cena's character and by the end of the movie it didn't matter like didn't yeah. make sense because Optimus was on Earth already and then in the first Transformer movie he's not on Earth so he, he leaves and comes back or like what is it then yeah so we I'm can, sure we can hope that they're yeah. separate 
I'm sure we have more to talk about with this as uh, this is just the basic starting announcement. Like I said, when the Netflix show comes back, Kingdom uh, in July, uh, we'll be talking about it on here. So next up in the news, we've got a bunch of stuff here. It's Trailer Fest 2021. We got five new trailers. I'm sure there was more than five, but five ones that we like feel like we should talk about on the show. Why don't you pick? We don't have to be in the order. Pick one and we'll just start. Candyman, baby. I knew it was going to be one of the horror ones. Yeah, oh, Candyman. So exciting. The movie was obviously announced a while back. We had a trailer a year and a half ago. Well, it was supposed to come out last, last year. year. COVID. Right, right. Got pushed back, finally coming out this year. Um, it's, I can't tell if it's a reboot, if it's a somewhat reimagining, if it's a continuation. There's hope based on the trailer, which seems like it dives a bit more briefly into Candyman's origins. Gives me a very Nightmare on Elm Street kind of vibe of, you know, who he was in the human side of things, doing things. And, you know, I think I think it, I from that trailer makes it seem like it's more like an unofficial like sequel, not a sequel, but right. kind of a sequel. Because he's wearing he's wearing like the outfit that original candy like he's got like that jacket yes. you know so well, it's like isn't the vo- isn't the original candy man a voice in 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 it like I, he becomes I, his subconscious sure, or something i'm pretty sure i heard his voice in the trailer i yeah. heard he was part of it so we don't know if he's gonna if we're gonna yeah. see him i mean that's get off fest the fifth i don't really like the actor as a person i heard he's a douche canoe but like i loved his portrayal <laughs> of the character he's so he douche canoe <laughs> I heard a couple friends met him at a con and he was just like really, really snippy with people. Money or no money. Fucking candy, man. Yeah. Fucking hook. Look, I met Boogeyman. Boogeyman made me a nice personal video. He's the man. Not the candy man, the boogeyman. I like the (laughs) style of the animation and stuff they showed in the trailer. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be in the movie or that was just made for the trailer, but I thought that was really cool. It, 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 the, uh, I have to be a little bit pessimistic. I, I think it looks cool, and it's definitely something I'm going to check out. Again, or at this stage of, of the world, I don't know if I would, I'd rush out to the movie theater to see it or just wait, but I'm not rushing out to the movie theater to see anything. Uh, but the trailer gives you that vibe of like every one of Jordan Peele's uh, either directed or, or produced movies. You can tell he made it. Out or us or, yeah, I don't like that now. You got to start to move away from that. And just because his name's attached doesn't mean every trailer should look the same. With right. an all black cast and like I get it. I get I'm fine with it being that way, but shoot the trailer a little differently that doesn't feel like every other movie that he's putting out. Right. No, it makes sense. I mean, you know, if if we're connecting movies, are we gonna are we gonna discuss, you know, the female role in the original in the original movie, you know, what happens at the end of that movie? You know, I never saw the sequel. So There's two sequels, isn't there? I think yeah, I think you're right. I think there's two and three. I never seen either one of them. I only saw the first one. So me, me as well. I I think I've had the, the one of the sequels on, like back when I had cable back in the day, like late at night on Cinemax, and I'm like, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> I just watch like 10, 15 minutes of it, and then end up changing it. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the original, but I think it, I I re- recently purchased it uh, 
on Blu-ray, which is unheard of for me to buy a physical thing. Uh, but I was trying to get a deal on on uh, Shout Factory to not pay for shipping for the Transformers for 4K release and end up spending more money than I need to. But uh, I feel right. like <laughs> I feel like I'll have more appreciation for it going back to it now. Because I remember being creepy and even that's like the one thing that sticks with me is like how creepy it was. Like you don't want to even go in the bathroom when you watch it after and do the Candyman thing. Just as like see if, it could re- see if it's real, you know, like as a kid. The bees, the bees used to give you the heebie-jeebies when they're yeah. going in and out of his mouth and everything. Oh, dude, cringeworthy in so many ways. Like, like there's, there was only so much horror that like made me feel uncomfortable, and that was definitely a movie at a young age. Watching those, it's like, ooh, you know. And then the hook, the hook for a hand, you know, like all bloody and everything. And his voice is menacing. Like it's just he's got a yeah. certain style to him that is right. unique, you know. Because you know we know we we know we've talked about how much we love slashers and we love our killers and stuff like that, but a lot of them don't have personality. You know, like Jason doesn't have a personality. Candyman had a personality. You know, and it made him very unique. Um, again, you know, I didn't love. You know, obviously, I feel like if I loved the character that much, I would have watched the other ones, good or bad. But uh, well, it's memorable. Got a little bit. I got a little bit of news for you. Mm. Candyman two and three. Both available on Amazon Prime to be watched. Look at that! I guess I think you I, should watch them before think, the next I, show and get I, and th- get back. I think to we us both. Them. I think we both should watch them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't agree with that. I think the uh, fan. Right, I, I, I'll I consider it. How about we both watch one? We both watch part two together. Okay. Uh, I think that, I that'll can, never happen. I think I could try. You could try. Give it a little college <laughs> try. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's that's coming out. I think October, right? Somewhere around there. I don't know. Yeah, There's so, so many trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I lose track right. of all these days. So bang bang, shoot it out of the way. Next movie, go. Well, we'll stick with the horror then, because they put up the trailer for Halloween Kills. Don't watch which... it. Don't watch it. Well, what does that mean? Don't watch the trailer. Don't oh, don't watch the trailer because of how much it shows. It's like the whole movie. What? Yeah. Who doesn't die? <laughs> That's how I want to know. It's a sequel to the last Halloween movie, which was just Halloween, right? Even though for the third time, they've made Halloween three times. Rob Zombie, forget about the Rob Zombie ones. I thought the trailer looked awesome, though. You're right. It does. You're 100 percent right. It shows so much of the deaths and the kills and stuff like that. But maybe there's even more. But they, they show think- like they feel like they show so much plot too. Yeah. Like it's a and short trailer, and they got they fit so much in there, which is rare. It, it kind of, I mean, based on the trailer, and maybe the story is different. It reminds me a lot of two, because Halloween two, like she's in. I'm pretty sure it was two. Uh, she's in the hospital, and he comes to the hospital to get her, and that's what this kind of looks like. They're in the hospital, following the the literally following right at the end of the the, the last one, and it doesn't show him in the hospital, but it makes it seem like he's coming for them, right? I think it's weird because I'm not a big Michael Myers fan. I, I. I did not ever see the first movie until a couple of years ago with my wife. She likes Michael Myers. So I watched it with her. I'm like, it's all right. I'm like, I don't see what everybody is hyped about, you know? Yeah. And then I saw the sequel with her. I'm like, okay, the, the sequel is almost like um, Evil Dead 2. 
Like you have Evil Dead One, Evil Dead. You know that's how it felt, and now you're mentioning how two feels like two. I'm like, are we doing this again? Like it's kind of the same thing there. So that's kind of weird. You know, I don't know if that's intentional, but you know, I'm like, all right, it feels different for me because I haven't seen two. But then you're telling me that, so it's like, all right. Uh, I I got the vibe, and this could be completely off, but I got the vibe by the end of the trailer, like the townspeople and everybody are gonna band together to fight. Yeah, him. yeah, that's what it looks like. She's like building an army to kill him. Right, which is different, though. It's, yeah, it is different. <laughs> he's just, and he's they, gonna kill. He's gonna kill everyone. Or they're going to make it into like a grindhouse style exploitation kind of thing where they all kick his ass. And it's like the town finally gets their revenge. I feel like I feel he's like killed I, everybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that'll be at the end, but he's going to slaughter a ton of people in the beginning. Like you said, there's yeah. probably a lot of people that we haven't seen him kill. I mean, just think about the beginning when he gets out of the house. The fire, know, the fire, the fire fighters. He sl- yeah. slaughters everybody, you know. <laughs> Bro, I would have just hit him with the water hose. Get him out of my face. <laughs> That's Come true. On. Think about that pressure, bro. I don't care how devilish you are. Yeah. Gravity, gravity my, goes. <laughs> my expectations are low because I'm not a big fan like you either. Right. We're, right. we're both not big fans. And the last movie I thought was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. We went to see it in the movie theater. Again, I'm sure it'll be a popcorn I, flick, you know, for the sake I'm of I'm probably not going to go out to the movie. I don't think any of these movies on this list of trailer for Trailer Fest 2021 are movies that I would go out to the movie, th- run out to the movie theater to see. Well, put it this way. If you're not even going to see Black Widow in the movie theater, you're not going to see anything else here. That's exactly. how I feel. Exactly. For you. Yeah. You know. And I I would be close. This is gonna a little bit of a tirade from away from the trailer just for a second. I would be close to seeing Black Widow in the movie theater if it wasn't so easily accessible on Disney Plus and then I could watch it as many times as I want. Right. I'm considering going, like going to like an early showing on a day that I'm potentially off and like where there probably won't be people there. Cause I feel like even before COVID, that's when I was watching movies. I was going either like an early Saturday morning or Friday morning if I'm off on a day. Like I'm not gonna go like when everybody like why would you do that? You like we've said yeah, you're gonna have to wait it out at that point. Right? For for nobody to be there. If you're going early in the morning. You're going to have to wait out a few weeks, probably, right? Because there's going to be people there. So it's summer. People, there's going to, you know, school's out, everything. Well, yeah. I mean, I also, I haven't looked at tickets, so I, I don't even know. Yeah. You know, it was just like, that was, price, that was the back of my head, you know? The $15 price for a ticket, and that's just one person. Julie would want to see it as well. That's the, that's the Disney premiere paid for right there. Right. I well, got, for I me, got a, it would be just me. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I get it. But, I get it. But then that's only one watch. So you got to take a leak during the movie. You like a scene a lot, then you're going to pay again, or you could you could just get the Disney premiere version, right? Or you could watch well, it through other means that people watch things, yeah, which we won't but speak. Of. I got a <laughs> I got a projector screen for the yard, and like some of these movies are perfect for that, like Suicide Squad, which we're going to talk about right now since we'll just segue right into it. They put up a new trailer, and to me, James Gunn can do no wrong. It looks awesome. And I'm going to check it out. It's got to be better than the last Suicide Squad. And it it's, like you said, it's a popcorn film. It would be great for the movie theater. Not coming off, if we weren't coming off what we're coming off of a pandemic and everything. I'm just not ready. I've, I've been to bars. I've been to restaurants. I've went to Disney, as I mentioned. 
I'm just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem ideal to me to sit on top of everyone in a movie theater for two hours, some wearing masks, some not wearing masks, eating popcorn. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the best spot. I'd rather, I've grown accustomed to the past year. I've grown accustomed in the past year of just watching the movie from home and being able to pause it if I have to go to the bathroom or anything like that. Right. And outside of a Star Wars or an Endgame style movie, I don't feel like I'm missing much. Right. Or a major sequel for like a character we already know, like Thor. Like by that time, we're hoping, you know, the movie. Yeah. Like I would hope, I would Spider-Man. hope to see Spider-Man. I would hope to see Spider-Man in a the movie theater. And what I was going to tie into Black Widow also is if the private screening option was a little cheaper or I can bundle five or six friends together to chip in for that, I would do that to see Black Widow or see certain other movies. But it's very expensive. You know, it's It's some of the AMC movies are are between $200 and $300 to to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a a Cinemark by me, and I think it's $150 for a private screening. But is, that's what usually it starts at. Uh, so the new release movies are more, but you could do like Back to the Future or an older movie where it's like 100 to 150 because Regal was doing the same thing. Got it. Okay. Got so it. So where if that gimmick is still around come December for Spider-Man, I would almost definitely do that. Right. And I'm sure I can get just a pay out, Just pay out of pocket it. just for you to do it. <laughs> well, like, that me was and you actually... Just we're going to veer off a little bit, but that was actually the plan because my birthday is coming up this coming right. week and Regal was doing it. And now all of a sudden with fast nine, it seems like they stopped because I was going to rent out the theater to watch back to the future. Just me and Julie. And that was it. It was a hundred dollars just to say we did it. And no one else was in the theater. And if anyone wanted to come, they could because the theater was already rented out. And they, they now unfortunately have stopped because I guess there's enough movies out now that they don't need to do it. Right. Uh, AMC is still doing it, but for Back to the Future, they're charging $180. Yikes. Almost double the price Regal is. I, I could watch the movie at home then at that, right. at that rate. Yeah. It would be like a guilty pleasure to just do something to celebrate your birthday. That makes sense. Right. Right. But not, not for double the price. No, not for, that. for Back to the Future, which I can just sit in my house and watch whenever right. I want. And I have, you know, in 4K. In 4K. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. So what did you think of the Suicide Squad trailer, the new one? It's good. I mean, I I can't get over the uh, the main character just feeling, you know, pretty much like they just changed the character's name, but the, the plot is still the same with the daughter. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like, it's just a little weird to me. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the other character, you know, that they're using now. Uh, Bloodsport. Wasn't he written for the? Wasn't he written for the movie? No, he's a character that's in the comics, and that's that's a big debate that people were getting really upset about with the trailer. Was people are like, oh, how's this character getting all this glory? You know, it doesn't make any sense because he put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. There's a comic, and James Gunn posted a page of the comic from like, I think it was, I want to say it's from the 70s, a Superman comic when Bloodsport did that. He literally shot him with a kryptonite bullet and he put him in the ICU. So he's using comic material and people don't just, you know, you can't expect everybody to know the comic lore, but yeah. don't be a well, bad, don't, don't be a bad. I'm saying the fans on Guardians of the Galaxy. Because fan, fans are not always fans, you know, people are just yeah. trolls, you know. 
But again, it educated me because I wasn't familiar with the character and I didn't know that, you know, I, I know that people have hurt Superman with kryptonite before, you know, we know that that's been done, but obviously to give this guy, not Hawkeye, but uh, green arrow. Right. Same, same character. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. But yeah, it looks, it looks fun. Sylvester Stallone killing it with one line. (laughs) You know, it looks fun. It looks like fun. And that that is definitely a movie I can see enjoying at home. I think just the whole thing with the Black Widow thing, it's just like, you know, you and I were suckers for Marvel more than anything. And I do miss that feeling of enjoying those movies in the theater. But I I get your aspects 100%. So it's nice that we at least have the option. Shang-Chi, we're probably not going to have that option you know Most, so it's more than likely we will not uh we saw that trailer as well everything ties in here great yeah. we saw a new shang chi trailer with abomination as mentioned before and allegedly fighting wong yes he's more Just, comic accurate he's got his his big ears and fins or whatever you want to call yeah. him yeah and it, uh, allegedly he's going to be in she hulk also so this was like uh it, it was cool, but what about freaking Fing Fang Foom on the water? A little that's dragon not, action. It's not Fin Fang Foom though. That's that's the down the downside. We are not getting Fing Fang Foom. They they have discussed that in the past that there are dragons in the MCU now, but this is a dragon known as the Guardian, and they're not really exploring Fin Fang Foom because there's just a lot of cultural cliche racialism that for the name. <laughs> The name, I think maybe the way he was designed early on, it might be a bit insensitive, and I don't know if they just want to not jump on that. You know, I don't, I don't trust him. I think he's showing up at some point. So, I mean, it would be cool, but you know, again, are we going to get the Mandarin? Mandarin, right? It doesn't doesn't look like the, that. The rings are unique. I'm not crazy, super crazy about them, but how they're more like bracelets than. I think it makes sense finger. because I feel like it's. How do you make the, the rings not cheesy? I guess I think and that's look more be... powerful. Yeah. yeah. I was saying I like I like the effect. You know, I like I like what they're doing. How like they're yeah. kind of creating that energy, like a shockwave and stuff like that. When the trailer came out, I sent it to Joe and uh, just briefly and I said, like, just to throw a crazy theory out there. What if the Mandarin is not mentioned at all? Shang-Chi kills his father and he becomes the Mandarin. Shang Chi becomes the Mandarin. Yeah. Real swerve, swerve, bro. But well, shit. <laughs> Wait a minute! Uh-huh. I never really thought about that. Never. Literally, okay. Why That's not? Weird. It's not bad. But again, like I just <laughs> I threw him off. All right, good night, everybody. Good job. <laughs> you know what it is? It's I think it's just, you know, maybe it's just my my knowledge of the Mandarin, which is not not wide. You know, I know him more as an Iron Man focal yeah. villain. Um where we don't have Tony Stark. We probably won't have him in the way we know him, uh, if he ever comes back in any way. Uh are they gonna put the time? I mean Clearly, they've been planting the seed for the Ten Rings since the beginning, because the the flag that we see in the beginning is the same flag that is being held behind him when they're doing the video when they capture him in the first Iron Man. So that's important. But 
I just I don't know. I well, let me let me fuck with your brain a little bit more. Stop what it. If what if the Shang Chi is a different part of the multiverse? So the Mandarin with uh, the guy from Iron Man three, uh, Ben Kingsley's character, and yeah. whatever happened in that short is our cur- current quote unquote sacred timeline, and Shang Chi is actually a different timeline. So we have a different Mandarin. Hmm. 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 But why would why would Marvel go the route of giving us a villain movie? They haven't really done that. Well, it's not a villain movie. It would be a villain movie if he becomes the Mandarin. Oh no, no, I'm saying two separately, two separate things. What if this, this Shang Chi and all his characters are from a different timeline? Like right. in our timeline, they're they're have, they're just nobodies. They've never they never become heroes. That's why they haven't shown up at any point. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't. I think a villain thing that would be cool. And I think they're definitely building towards a villain movie based on what we've seen with the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff with, you know, uh, Dennis's character and oh, yeah, you know, sure. building the team. So I, I don't cool. think it's out of the realm. I, I think I don't see it happening. I just like right. to throw the idea out into the universe that it would be really cool if it did. That would be interesting. I, I mean, mean, I'm we'll, sure everyone we'll, would, everyone would bitch all oh, the one asian character we have is now just becomes a bad guy all that again you know it's more of you know we're talking about the ring again it's just a trailer so maybe the mandarin gets brought up but when you look at the toys which are already on the shelves you know his father is Wenwu, so it's not yeah. they're not utilizing the words right you know right. is the is the mandarin still an entity you know like that he represents with the rings you know what i mean and just, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know anything about Shang-Chi at all. I'm Even not going to pretend to. So, and that's, and that's what's probably, and I think it looks cool. And like I said, the, the main actor who plays Shang-Chi is in Kim's Convenience. So I have a little bit of an emotional tie into him. I just still don't think it's going to rush me out to go to the movie theater to see it. Right. Well, the last trailer before we get on, and we've been going on a long time already, and I don't think we got too much to talk about with this, is Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origins movie. Meh. I thought the I, second trailer looked a lot better than the first trailer did. It still looks like a freaking Fast and the Furious ninja movie. Yep. Basically. I don't like that Snake Eyes has his helmet off all the time. I understand you're trying to build the character. I grew up knowing Snake Eyes as a mysterious character that he is. Yeah. I'd like to leave it that way personally. It's the G.I. Joe Begins movie. It's like the Batman Begins where he goes through all his training and meets Ra's al Ghul. I don't give a shit. I mean, I thought it was cool that they showed a little bit of Cobra. Like, they need to show more of that. And Baroness is in it. And I don't know. Hopefully some more characters. Cesspool. That that last G.I. Joe movie was terrible. So (laughs) I don't have high hopes in any way. I'm not a big Jad yeah. Joe guy anyway. We neither, don't. Neither I know. Do I. I know. Yeah. I know Joe is. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if he goes to the movie theater to see it. I don't. I don't think definitely, so. I'll pull his bluff on it. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> so let's move on. And now this is going to be a little bit of a hybrid, actually. Uh-oh. So the, my my pick of the week is actually from what we're watching, and I did not put it on the list, so I could not. I would not spoil it for you. Mm. Last night. I watched an adaptation of more than likely 
my favorite comic book series series or or story arc of all time it's definitely up there it it might be my favorite of all time and it it just got adapted uh for a uh animated movie the first part just came out it is batman long halloween it was really really good dc as we've said before does a great job with these animated movies i feel like lately they've kind of fallen off a little bit this is very very good it's very close to the comic book it's only the first part it's an hour and a half and then now there's going to be a second part to finish up the story it's mature but doesn't try it doesn't go too mature that some of them did you know like the killing joke thing and i don't want to get down the rabbit hole of the batman in the news for what he can do and can't do in sexual acts. Because what he does in Killing Joke is a fucking joke, and that shouldn't have been in the movie in the first place. But outside of the voice actor for Batman, which I didn't care for, I'm assuming you didn't watch this yet. No, I actually just saw it in Walmart, and I was thinking, like, I hope it's not bad like some of the more recent ones. Like, I haven't really liked a lot of the newer ones. It's it's really good. If you know the comic, though, it follows it almost exactly. Uh, even the opening credits have uh, pa- comic panels in them with from the actual comic. So I thought it really played a really good homage to that. It's about the holiday killer, a killer appearing and committing murders on holidays. It's a mob, very mob-centric story with the Falcone family. It's bat. It's following Batman shortly after, you would say year one. Frank Miller's year one, and he's still relatively new to the game. Uh, him, Gordon, and Harvey Dent kind of teaming up to try and take down the mob. It's got a more mature story to it. The other villains do show up, but it's not a very villain, super villain centric story. It gets a little more there in part two. Uh, well, at least in the comic, in the second half it does. But you do have the Joker in it. You do have Catwoman in it. They do they do lean a little bit more on Catwoman uh, and Bruce's current relationship in the comic now, where they're married now. So there is a little bit more of that love interest in this than, than the comic book, from what I remember in the comic. And it's been a few years since I've reread it. But I would recommend reading the comic. Check out the first half of the movie, if you like the first half. I'm, and you, you, I'm sure you're going to want to know who the killer is because it's a big mystery. You got to go read the book. The artwork is unbelievable. The story is great. And like I said, it follows it's 12 issues, 12 different you know murders. It's, it's very, very well done. Awesome. So I, I take it the first movie handles the first six months? Uh, roundabout. Yeah, roundabout. Okay. A little, little less than that. That's still cool. Yeah, I was definitely looking into watching it i just recently watched uh i forget which one it was called it was the weird one where like is dark apocalypse where like all the most of the superheroes get slaughtered and it's like it's like the goriest one i've ever seen like all the titans get ripped in half yeah there's like their intestines are hanging out like it's just i think they went gory and and graphic at certain points just for the sake of being gory and graphic I, I, you know, I feel like, all right, you know, we didn't get that with Mortal Kombat because you didn't want to do that to your characters. Years go by and now you're slaughtering your own characters. Right, right. So I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. 
sure. Yeah, yeah it's weird. So like, is, they, yeah, good. I this was the, and um, I may be biased. So when you watch it, you I, you may not feel the same way I do. Not just you, Benny, but the listener. And uh, I like I said, I love the comic. This I bought this. This just came out this past Tuesday. I bought this for full price on the digital store because of how much I love the comic. Usually I, I will not jump right in on a full price release uh, digitally to be able to watch it immediately because it'll show up somewhere else. It'll go on sale. But this was something I wanted to watch and, and watch it right away. And it did not let me down almost at all, nearly flawlessly. Some of the voice acting I'm not crazy about, but again, that can be always hit and miss on a, on a, uh, no Conroy, I take it. No Conroy, no no animated series. But uh, Troy Baker is the Joker, and he sounds very close to Mark Hamill. He did the voice in other animated, and I believe he's the voice of the Joker in, ba- in Arkham Origins. Got it. Okay. So cool. that's my pick for the week. So nice. what we're watching looks kind of light. Really light. <laughs> Last so time you, you were really light, like a couple of weeks ago, and now it's yeah. my turn. So let's do the one movie, the one movie, other movie I watched this week besides the the Long Halloween Part One, uh, and then we'll just do our spoiler discussion. Sounds good. So I watched Pixar's latest is Luca, which is available on Disney Plus, included, no additional premium charge. So there's been some weird things with Disney charging for certain movies like Raya and the Last Dragon, but not the Pixar movies. Now here there's a little bit of uh, separation in the studio itself between why the Pixar movies have have, uh, not seen the theatrical window and and not been extra charge or anything like that. Uh, I thought the movie was fine. I think Soul was better, which was the last Pixar movie that came out at the end of last year. Uh, This is about like sea creatures that when they come out of the water, they become human looking and them trying to live the lifestyle of being on land and doing things on land because they, they were always told to never leave the ocean. And, and that's really so, it. So a little, 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 little mermaid with boys. Kind of, kind of, sort of. Uh, it's a very light story. There's no real like main villain or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lighthearted story. I, I, I didn't feel the the wonderment and the enchantment of it of a Pixar movie and like soul like you're you know like you're going yeah, inside you're transcending and, you know, a little different yeah it the, yeah. the character models kind of reminded me of like cloudy with a chance of meatballs it just it was fine it was it feels, cute. Safe. It, it feels it just, like a safe Pixar movie it did and and it didn't feel like it it took too many it didn't you know swing for the home run it it it's it uh played you know, a safe it, fan. It, they hit for the ground ball and to, you know, just to get onto first base. Right. Yeah. It could be a contractual thing. I know that they're like one company, but maybe it's like, ah, you know, you gotta, you have room to do this one movie and it's not going to be theatrical at all. Right. No, but it was supposed to originally. <clears throat> I see. Okay. I don't see it marketably. I, I, honestly, I said to Julie, after we finished it, I don't see where the toys are. McDonald's. Well, that's the big that's thing it. with Disney. We where have, where are these, like, <laughs> if you put this out in the movie theater, what are they selling for this? And that's all, and as sad as it is, that's what it all comes down to. Look at all the movies we talked about, all the superhero movies, Transformers movies. It's all about what you're going to sell from it. You're going to give this movie a ton of money to make it and put it out. You got to sell other things, merchandise, clothing. Well, 
to play devil's Please. advocate with that, I feel like Soul was similar category. They didn't yeah. have a ton of merchandise. I agree. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah. But they I, found, they I found think, good, you know, good home with that. I think Soul was also marketed toward more towards adults than this was. This is not a deeper story. Soul was right. more about life and, you know, I think more in line to Up and Ratatouille, you know, that, that was that uh, trilogy of Wally, Ratatouille, and Up where they're the more adult Pixar movies. And this right. is not that. Agreed. So let's I'll watch it at some point. To... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. Like I said, there's no additional cost. I think it was like maybe a little over an hour and a half. It's not super okay. long. The animation and everything looks great. I think Ryan the Last Dragon was better for point of comparison also. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll Pixar continues to do it. Like, the, the originality is kind of waning, I feel like. you know they, they can't just keep making sequels of Toy Story and everything else. Right. Fair enough. So let's do our spoiler discussion. So we'll start. We're going to do Rick and Morty, and then we're going to go into Loki. If you have not watched these shows, I would ask that you... Get lost next week, <laughs> or get lost. <laughs> but Rick and Morty, why don't you start? Since I feel like I've been talking for like the past half hour. It's fine. I'm Mr. Nimbus. Ooh, we're back. Thrust, New thrust, st- thrust, thrust, pelvic thrust. Can't make those sounds. <laughs> it was great. Great episode. I Good control start- the fucking police. He controls the police. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I you never do with the, with their episodes. And, you know, it's, I felt it was a good way to str- have a strong first episode. Um, we always talk about the dual uh, story plots, you know, and we have the plot in which um, Rick and Morty are on the usual adventure. Rick is practically dying. Morty decides to grow a pair and try to save the day. And uh, they're about to crash onto Earth. And he decides he wants to call Jessica. And I, I, I love how it goes in one direction. And then five seconds later, it just becomes like, yeah, you saved my life. But you just fucked everything up now because you landed in the ocean. <laughs> you can't do anything. You don't land in the ocean. You know? <laughs> and then we get we get Rick and Morty's version of Namor, essentially, because that's all I thought about the whole episode is like, it's just a very crude looking Namor. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the the secondary plot too. That was a lot of fun with, uh, you know, Morty pretty much having to go to. Was it another dimension or was it just like another area where like time was different? And the eight, the wine aged faster, right? Like in a shorter time frame for them, but obviously time, you know. I I I I really didn't understand. I guess I, I only watched it. Oh, once. I think that I think that the the whatever that device was that he was opening, it's similar like to Loki, where they were making like a doorway. Right. Like I think. Tempad. I think it jumps time. That the the, the pad jumps the time. So he's putting the, the wine in there and then it's jumping 20 years or something like that when he does it again. So every time he opens it, it's jumping 20 years in time. But they're living their life in that universe, normal time. Right. So you're seeing, you know, how he fucks up their lives and 
you know, the, this, and and doesn't even realize he's doing that. He's literally right. just trying because to he doesn't on. realize that the time is jumping that way, and they're they're getting that jump also. You know, the wine. I'm is sorry. The what the fuck aging. do you want? <laughs> what do you want from I me? I just wanted the wine. Oh my god, so good. I mean, it's it's a perfect example of how that was my favorite depth. part of the episode. That extra story, and it's just Morty fucking around and trying to get things right. Yeah, he's trying just, to get with he, Jessica he, he, he while really the wine. Not, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get why they're trying to kill him. Like he, it's it just it goes over his head. It's like, dude, you killed somebody. Like, they, and they're, they're they're plotting against you. <laughs> like, you become years this whole, of this plotting, whole week, years yeah. of building up. <laughs> and then you fucked up Jessica forever. <laughs> That's the other big thing, you know. <laughs> I feel like uh, she's been fucked up before and then come back around because, like, even the one with like Toxic Rick and and Toxic Boy, yeah. like she was like. Oh, I guess we're not really good for each other now. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. You, you know, you just go do your thing, and then like he always comes back around on her. So, well, now she gonna has, build it. I just feel like now she has too much knowledge. Yeah, that's a you know, don't fucking touch me. I'm a time god. Like, <laughs> so, you know, obviously they can go really loose with the plot hole and like not revisit it ever again. And like you said, it can they just will. Be like, yeah. have them connect again at some point. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, wasn't I feel like Rick took a big step back in the episode, which is unusual for the show. But I, I kind of okay like with it. Yeah, I yeah. like Morty getting the limelight a little bit. You know, you kind of get him a out of his kind show, of adventure. But he's still the same Morty, you know, like still making Your the same mistakes. saves the day at the end. So good. So good. <laughs> Fucking I will just say... throwing whales at everybody. <laughs> I, I think that. This I'm gonna rewatch the episode, but I think this episode I may like this episode better than any episode from the last season. I I already feel that way. Yeah, Instant. right. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Really it, was well it was. Episode. It was really a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and, and I really watched original. Yeah, really great world building. You know, like with that whole other story arc, and now like those characters and. You really felt for them, even though they were just introduced in this episode and what they're going through, and who knows if they're going to continue to show up. I, I I thought it was really well done. Right. It reminded me towards the end. It reminded me of the uh, the snake episode when you had like the Terminator snakes yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. that vibe. You know, like <laughs> sent back in time. You know, the snake jazz. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean that's it. We don't, you know, it's a short episode, obviously, but definitely uh, hoping yeah. for for continuous so, up the no, hill. I know? could I could do without the three way conversation with uh, Jerry, Beth, and Mister Nimbus. It was fine, but yeah, I, it, it was really stupid. And yeah. it's like them trying to explore their sexuality now that they're all back together, or whatever. It, it was dumb. stupid. It's laughable. Yeah. yeah. So we got to figure out, like, going forward, uh, if we're going to continue doing you know similar to like loki we'll do spoiler discussion on rick and morty also i feel it makes sense because it's only going to be yeah, it gives us the most to talk about six or eight episodes so i think it's going to be 10 but loki will oh, probably be end me. by this... then well yeah loki's only six so we're halfway yeah. right we're already right. halfway so cool we'll keep up yeah. with that unless you guys uh say otherwise and then we'll probably still keep up with it anyway regardless of what you say okay so <laughs> loki so we got to discuss a little bit of season, uh, season of episode two and episode three. A lot going on in this show, man. A lot, not a lot of time, literally. 
It's only one sacred timeline, but there's a lot to discuss. Allegedly, allegedly, Let's... there's only one sacred timeline. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah, we got a lot more knowledge in these uh, second and third episode, and we don't really know who to believe yet based on both of them, because right. our female variant Loki, or Sefi, I think she uh, calls, right? Uh, Seer, not Siri. It's Sylvie. Sylvie. There's no Sylvie? Sylvie? She still has the same last name, I think. Like Logan, Logan's. <laughs> Who Logan's, knows at this point? Logan Sparner. There's going to be so many different wolves pulled over everyone's eyes with this. I, 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 I really enjoyed the series so far. I will say episode three felt very much like a filler episode. You're learning more about her, and she's with Loki the entire episode. But. Uh, it did feel very much like a filler episode. Not a whole lot happened. They're stuck in an, in a apocalypse event, which means that the worst anything, of them they all. Do, anything they do is not really going to throw a red flag at the time variance authority. Unless and, they survive. Which might or might not, because they weren't in the timeline in the first place. True, true. Uh, That's right, because if nobody else survives... Like right. obviously, if they would have gotten the ship to fly, that would have flagged. More people would have survived. So episode yeah. two, we get them tracking down uh, the female variant Loki and and Loki figuring out it's her, and then we see her set off all of these bombs or you want to, time resetters, I guess they call them, right? Something like that. The prunings. Uh, and she's sending them back to different points in time. So that's really effing up the, the alleged sacred timeline. And that's what brings us to episode three, where they're uh, in an apocalypse event through their doorway. Uh, and they're they're learning to grow to, to team up, kind of, sort of, not quite. They're, 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 they're dealing with each other for the greater yeah. good. And they don't even want to do that. Right. Well, but, again, still felt very much like a filler. I'm enjoying the show, so I'm okay with it. I, I really like Hildeson's performance as Loki still, and more of it is always good for me, and you're getting more a deeper bit of the character. You're getting a deeper bit of the character, though, of a different Loki, because we've lived through Loki that has died now. This Loki is the immature Loki still from the first Avengers movie. But but is now I don't, I don't know aware, if, which changes him a little bit. Yeah, I don't feel like we're getting enough of that though. I feel like we're getting the Loki that we got in Ragnarok and uh, you know Infinity War a little bit. Yeah. Well, again, it could be because he's more self-aware after seeing his life flash before his eyes, literally. But we still don't also know what he's totally out for. Right. So yeah, let's just go through yeah. a couple. Agreed. Let's just go through Sorry. a couple things from this episode. Uh, that kind of get thrown at thrown at you. Uh, what would you say her name was? A selfie. 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 Sylvie says that this is all real quick and real and passing. Everyone that works in the TVA are variants from Earth. Finger point. From Earth. All of them are from Earth. That's the way they made it to be. Okay. Well, I don't. I that. I mean, that doesn't bother me. But it's odd that they'd all be variants. Uh, Loki's bisexual, which everyone's making a big deal about. I don't really see what the big thing is. Good for him. And uh, that maybe the timekeepers are bullshit. 
Yeah. Well, the, directly the, mentioned. But. Potentially that they're, I feel like that there's, they're at, they're at, a, at their own scheme in a sense. You know, yeah, I think the, I thought that case before that they're uh, manipulating uh, the time because they even want. if there isn't, th- even if there isn't three of them and it's just one person, Kang, or yeah, or it could be, it could be someone else that's just trying to push their agenda for that. What they say is the sacred timeline, but then we find out that there is no such thing as a sacred timeline and what they were doing was skating by everyone else and wasn't being policed the proper way and you know like they've been fucking around for years or you know who knows right or it could be maybe that we've had them before the timekeepers but kang has somehow taken over and is doing this so that his timeline comes to fruition you know and the sacred timeline is the the sacred timeline is the timeline where he becomes the ruler of all time right that could be. And the only way he can do that is by making sure that everything else is pruned so that right. there's no other Nexus events. You know? Right. So for some, re- for some reason, the Avengers I don't are know if they would introduce the- all of that in Loki, though. You know, like, this is not one I of the movies, like- and I still feel like the, the shows are still second to any of the movies. I think that we're going to get some hints. I, I, I feel it's too big of a show by comparison to the other two shows by having... Loki as the main character, but also this can of worms that is the is now the multiverse. We know where we're going with it with the movies, you know, in, in the sense of we're exploring multiverses. So at this point, I think whatever's going to happen happen to the TVA is going to be the direct, you know, impact more so than what Wanda, because you know I feel like we all thought that Wanda was going to be the reason the multiverse went crazy. I think it's going to be more because the TVA is going to get shut down and things are going to get kind of blown out of proportion. But I think that, you know, because the other thing is, you know, we've talked that the timeline has been mentioned before by the ancient one, if you remember, you know, and talking about everything branching off. So the knowledge is there, but she's specific to mention her timeline. She says, well, if you take it from, from my timeline, then my timeline rips off into this other, you know, right. So which not, which leads to believe that they're aware of secrets. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where I was standing with my whole thing with Kang because I think that the reason that the the madness is going to happen is because I feel like the multiverse is going to become self aware. Like I think other multiverses are going to be aware of each other in a sense, and that's where potential chaos is going to occur. Maybe maybe those um. Those pruners, I, I call them because they keep saying that they want to prune. They need they need to prune the timelines, you know. Like they're appearing in these other worlds, you know, these other timelines, Shang Chi world. You know, maybe there's one there. You know, something happened in there. They come across it. Just throwing it out there. Spider Man, you know, these are. It, I don't know. I still I still think I think it's a lot. Getting it's a lot. I, no, I think we're I think we're getting swerved still with this, and I think we're, it's it's all bullshit. I think you think it's going to be all grounded? It's going to be one division again? It's not Mephisto. <laughs> it's not Mephisto, but I think something else is up to it. I don't know. I just maybe there's scrolls involved. I I just don't see. I don't I don't think that it's going to be all this big. It's going to be like Wizard of Oz, the god, the great and powerful Oz, this little guy behind a, a voice box. I don't think it's going to be this big draw of of this major overarching villain. I just don't think so. I, I feel there has to be 
because of how the scale feels as far as what the TVA is capable of. The fact that they're allegedly able to, well, they're they're physically capable of not of blocking magic, you know, at the minimum. We know that much. You know, here's where I don't know if you've read, you know, I came up with this thought and I saw other people were thinking the same thing. I have to go back to the movie and find out, but something leads me to feel that the TVA is in the quantum realm. And the reason I feel that way is when you see them walking around and talking in the building and stuff, right? Everything outside looks very futuristic. It kind of looks like it's indoors though, right? And everything's like floating around, everything's bright. There's a scene that I saw in an article, somebody pointed out when Hank Pym goes in, the second movie goes in to get his wife. There's a point where you see what looks like a little city in a corner of where he's traveling. And apparently the, there's there's a connective, it looks very similar to when you like start comparing the architecture of what we see internally, you know, because think about it, they say time moves differently, you know? Yeah. What other place is gonna is gonna have that? So that could also explain why these artifacts, you know, don't have their their abilities, if you will, you know. But it also is, is strange too, because then how does how do the PIM particles work? How are the PIM particles able to? I know it's more science based, but like you said, you know, I we never really we don't discuss the term magic like we do, like with DC, you know, like Superman and magic. I know we do it with Doctor Strange and you know the and, and the, the the Sorcerer Supreme and stuff like that, but it's not discussed enough. Where is that part of you know our world of magic? Is the, is that the only thing that's restricted here? Because Infinity Stones go beyond that, and they're they're negated, you know, or is there a higher power that's physically negating it? You know what I mean? Like the uh, the overarching it being the uh, quantum realm, or or it's danger room. Thanks. <laughs> you, you're comparing my theory to the X Men danger room, which is complete VR. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that was that was that was a waste of my breath. I don't know why I bothered explaining my hypothesis. Thanks. No, no. I mean, I think it 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 sounds okay. I mean, I'd have to go back to Ant Man and Wasp and see what you're saying and see if there, that holds any that holds any water. But I I, Far -fetched. I don't know. I Far -fetched. still uh, no no. It, it could be, but I just I don't know something about it. It's a show about a trickster who you can't trust, and it just feels like he's going to get. He's going to get pulled, pulled the, the wool over his eyes this time and be like, this is all bullshit. But it can't be bullshit. You know why it can't be bullshit? How did they show him his entire life that we have seen and validated and we know that has happened? Because who, it, ha who because has that power? It has happened. But I'm saying, how do they have that power? I don't know. They're, so whatever the wool may be, there's still a force that needs to be reckoned with here. Because you have this type of power where you're able to determine somebody's life and death and potentially determine that there are variants. No, they, didn't, they didn't determine his life and death. It already happened in our timeline. But they somehow they have an entire record of it, is what right. I'm saying. They have a record of it. They have an archive, they have an archive of everything. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, we, everything that we know. We, right. We haven't seen everything. Right. 
So, I mean... Well, Charles Xavier could pull all this up and put it in the danger room, as far as I'm concerned. You're a fuck face. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're cutting this discussion short now. So, I mean, it's been pretty long anyway, but I'll stand with my feelings that there is something bigger and better coming in the bad at the end of this show, whether it's a, a hint that like we've talked about, you know, we talked about the breadcrumbs yeah. that these shows leave something think, that we might not hear for another year or two, but it's coming. I'm telling I you. I think we're going to, I think I agree with you. We're going to get a hint of Kang. I think we're going to, I don't know if he's fully in charge of this. They edged him out or like you said, he took over and, and he's making it seem like three people are running it and it's just him or, I think we will get a tiny bit of it. I don't think we will get much though, because I think right. they're going to save that for Quantum Mania. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. Th- there's not enough episodes to do that, so I, I get that. But I just think that that's that they're planting seeds. I think that's what these shows are for. These shows are to plant the seeds that they can go go big and go home on the movie side of things. I still, I still just you know? have because then because then you don't still th- tells me it's just a, it's really them just fucking with us still. What do you, but what do you, th- what Ralph do you mean Boner. by fucking with us? Ralph Boner. That's different. Boner. That's different. Because at the end of the ep- at the end of the series, Wanda's potentially the big bad. She's the one that we need to be worried about. What yes, if, yes, she's not another what, character, but what if where Fury is is this? Is, is he in the, the is TVA? he in the danger room? He's in the TVA. What if he, he's there? He's the one pulling some of these strings. Why would you even think that? Are because you just throwing the name out to throw a name out? No, they show Fury on the spaceship or something at the end of the uh, at the end of Far From Home, right? Which looks like he's in space. Maybe, maybe not. You think that he'd be part of the sacred timeline? I don't think he'd play a big role. In the that. sacred timeline is bullshit. That's what I'm telling you. But my point is, it would be even bullshit for him. Like, I ain't wasting my fucking time about the sacred timeline. I want my fucking Avengers. He, I maybe want he scrolls. created the narrative. To, there's something else for trying to get data or something out of this. Your Kang theory I, uh, sounds great. It sounds not, great it, on not, paper. I again, just don't I, think I, it's... Yeah. I don't think it's just Kang. I think that Kang's a bigger part of it. But obviously... Something existed, you know, at some point, whether, you know, the other question is, how long has the TVA been around? Have they been around since the beginning of time? Probably not. There's almost no doubt in my mind. I don't remember the character's name, but the other chick in this show that uh, Mobius talks to is going to end up being one of the main villains. Oh, uh, no doubt about it. B15 or B25. I have no idea. The one that she's always fighting with the, the one. Oh, Renslayer. Yes. Renslayer is definitely all bad. And here's the other thing I feel too. We have the three statues of the timekeepers, right? They have this animation that we've seen where they do like with the Miss Minute where she shows them what they look like. And then Loki calls them lizard men, right? Yeah. There's another statue in her room that I feel looks distinctly different than the other three. And I feel it looks more like online with what Kang looks like. I mean, they all kind of have like the similar helmet, you know, but I just feel like there's something about the statue that's in her room and the fact that she has somebody working for her. It's either that it's either him, which I don't think it's him. If it would be the opposite, she'd be working for him. But I feel like the the woman 
that was always fighting with Loki, the one that gets taken over in the second episode. Yeah, I don't think she's that she's like working for her undercover to keep an eye. Oh, out she could be. be this. Yeah, but know? I think she's the main. I think she's the main villain. The main, the, the main big bad. Well, not big bad, but the villain for the show. She's, she's the, the one. She she's the Wizard of Oz. She's, she's the, the US one that's agent. telling every. She's the one telling you that the team. No, no, no. No, I think somebody else is. Yes, okay. I think someone else is doing that. But she's the main because she she's going to break Mobius's heart, right? I mean, Owen Wilson is the he's the heart of the show. Right. Loki's the main character, but Owen Wilson with it. I get my jet ski. Like you know, he's going to get a jet ski by the end of the show. There's gonna like he's the heart and soul of it. Like and right. and he stands by the TVA and he's going to have his heart broken that the TVA is is up to no good. Or something right well he's gonna find he's gonna find out that he's a potentially a variant from earth he owned a jet ski he probably maybe he owned a jet ski retailer but he was scheming and he did something you know where he made a lot of money when he wasn't supposed to you know they'll find or some they told them just to make their own narrative and didn't, the sacred timeline is just them deciding well, yeah well what i'm saying is like he did something wrong and to them they use that as an excuse of oh you changed the timeline because you did this. Right. I feel well, something that something wrong I, is to the eye of the beholder. But I also feel like it's so obviously we're playing like we this is the best part of the discussion because you're guessing, you know, like you genuinely don't yeah. know. Right. Like for and me, by it, the, time, it makes, the next time we discuss this, we'll probably have be a like, much clearer picture of, of everything. Right. Well, we have to by the end of that episode, it's there's only one thing that's gonna happen. You're either gonna die or you're not gonna die, and you have three episodes left. So how are you playing that out? You know, well, let's just jump into that. We're getting towards the end at this point. Where do you think it's going to go based on the way it ended? It's, it feels like it's obvious, you know, that something's going to happen. But, you know, do you think they're going to play it safe and go where we think it's going to go? Like somehow, you know, they find a way, you know, to get off the planet or somebody else intervenes or. Someone else intervenes. I think Mobius shows up or someone else shows up. Right. So here's one last thing about that last episode. It's been discussed online. I know people have mixed feelings on it. I'm pretty sure you saw the same theory when they're running and everything's collapsing right before they discover that the Ark is destroyed. A big pillar comes down towards them and Loki stops it. Controls it. Yeah. And reverses it. Back to where it was more than moving it out of the way if you look at the motion it's more of freezing and then it's going back where it was like almost the same direction i feel like i don't have an answer i mean you know like there's there's theories that he has one of the stones that he took when he was holding it in the uh in the office you know but then people are like well he has telepathy and that's the form of telepathy I've not seen telepathy get used in the sense of, you know, stopping something and then moving it back where it came from. Usually you're doing telepathy, you're trying to get out of the way, you're going to move it out of the way. I know I'm being petty. I just, yeah. it just, the, the motion just looked a little weird, you know, and I've, I've yeah, never that, seen that it was move. a little he's never, odd. He's never moved but... anything like that in any of the movies to like justify that, you know? Yeah, I've never seen him use to... some of the Thor movies. I don't know if he did it maybe never Dark seen... World or something. Yeah, I've never seen him use telepathy. I've seen him make his daggers appear and disappear. Yeah, I know that well, there's always teleports too and disappears right. and reappears. You know, and that's 
definitely more telepathy, you know, telepathy that I'm familiar with. But I just thought that that if that's the case, does he have the time stone? Can he reverse before it? I think we would have seen something. You know how Doctor Doctor Strange uses it. You see that green aura, and even when when Thanos went around time, he did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like what, what, what I wonder though is. Uh, and we're really getting into the weeds with this is so now they're off of the TVA with their no magic, right? Shouldn't Loki have a connection? Or I guess Asgard doesn't exist anymore, but he he always had like a connection to just go places, right? I mean, when he when when Odin was in Norway or whatever in Ragnarok, couldn't he just go there? And when he put him there and he put him in New York, like he kind of just he didn't need this the uh, space bridge. Or whatever the rainbow bridge, the, bi- the bifrost. Yeah, I don't remember how they did all that because because uh, obviously that you know when we see Thor with Loki at that point with and then Doctor Strange pulls them in. I don't recall seeing how they got there. I feel like they're just there. You know, I feel like any time that he, I, I feel like every time he moved around was either bifrost. Or but with the with the tesseract. It would be funny if that's how they get off the planet. And she's like, You could have done that the whole time. And I'm like, Yeah, I could have, but Right. You know, like that'd be funny if that's what he actually does. Or maybe he or maybe that. he yeah, maybe he just doesn't realize that he can do it. You know, no, I think it would be better just to fuck with her. Be like, You could have done that the whole time. Yeah, I could have mm-hmm. did that the whole time, but we were having so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I feel like well, Even yeah, like the first Thor when he's trapped in the when Thor is trapped in the, the facility or whatever where the hammer is when when Odin rips the power from him and he can't lift it and then Loki just shows up there you know and like Thor is there but Loki is, is there but not there you know like he's talking yeah. to him but he's not actually there so like he the, he's the mirage done. he's yeah he's kind of transferred from space and time and even when he gets the 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 the, the alien army He's in outer space at one point, and then the next time he's not when he gets the uh, the scepter. Right. Well, the scepter. Which stone was the scepter? I forget. That's the mind stone. Yes, that's the mind stone. Okay, so that doesn't help. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, did. right, right. Which yeah, because at one point he had both. Right. Well, that's right. how he disappeared. Yeah. Right. In the end right. of it, of uh, during Endgame. Well, I think that's it. Or we're, yeah, we're yeah, going we're way done. into the weeds. <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to talk uh, the next time we do one of these style shows, we'll, we will talk episode four and five. And then at some point, I'm sure we'll do a spoiler discussion, uh, maybe with Black Widow, maybe with the season finale. We'll figure it out as it goes, I guess, at this point. And then the next episode, like I hyped up, will be our Simply the Best of the MCU, which we've been hyping up for some time. But uh, any last words? No, I'm excited. I mean, I think this was a really good discussion because – I feel like you and I talked about how excited we were for the show by comparison to the other uh, shows that we've seen so far. And there's just a lot more to like hope for, you know, I I know that we will get let down to some degree and that's fine, but I feel the scale on the show is definitely more of what we were hoping for out of MCU. So I'm grateful for that. And I look forward to, you know, to discussing where it goes and, you know, told you so, or, I should have kept my mouth shut, you know, or it's Mephisto. It's definitely not Mephisto. <laughs>
But that's I, it. But by the way, and I think I mentioned the first episode, but I love the 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 song. The the song it sounds so much. Yeah, and it dee, goes dee, back to it goes back it's to like the almost tower like a, tower thing. Oh, yep, it sounds like Twilight got, Zone to me. It gives me like the toy like, box, the toy box kind of vibe. Yeah, a little bit. I, I feel Twilight Zone. It's, it's eerie. Big, I'm yeah. a big Twilight Zone fan. So that's it. Thank you.